Look, our brains are great at lots of things, but remembering passwords is not one of them, especially not secure passwords. Let's free our brains from being password managers and get something way better. 1Password. One 1Password one keeps everything private and in sync across multiple devices. 1Password can't see the passwords or sensitive information you store in 1Password, so they can't use it, share it, or sell it, and neither can anyone else. I've been using 1Password for about 10 years now, and it's made my life so much easier, especially using it with Touch ID and Face ID. It's the first thing I install on any new phone, computer, or tablet I'm using for myself or my family. And all you have to remember is one strong account password that protects everything else your logins, your credit cards, secure notes, or the office Wi-Fi password. And I love that something I use to save me so many hours I can't even count them all is something you can try too. Right now, my listeners get a free two-week trial at onepassword.com slash beyond for your growing business. That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash beyond. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to onepassword.com slash beyond. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List, the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. I'm your host, Eric Fisher. This week, I'm talking to someone who has an undeniable amount of energy, Leslie Samuel. Leslie is from becomeablogger.com, and I've known him since we were on a podcasting panel back at Blog World 2012 in New York City. We've both come a long way since then. In this conversation with Leslie, he and I talk about some of the ways that we can take practical steps towards ensuring that we get deep work done in our lives. This is a continuation of the deep work topic and our love and hate of using social media for our day jobs and our livelihood and how that can be at odds sometimes when it comes to getting deep work done. Is it possible to get deep work done on social media? You're going to have to listen to this conversation to find out. Before we get into that, I want to give you an example of technology that I use to get deep work done. It's Evernote. Now, you may be an Evernote user, but you may not have mastered it. And one of the best ways to do that is to grab Evernote Essentials by Brett Kelly, who's been on this show twice before. You can grab that at beyondthetodolist.com slash Evernote. And one of the tips that I want to give you is when you're in a deep work session, have Evernote ready on a different device than the one you're using for your deep work. And have that open, let that stay open, but far enough out of reach that it doesn't distract you, but close enough that you can get it really quickly. And as something pops up in your head that you know you could do or should do or need to do later, this is an example of the David Allen getting things done two-minute rule, which, by the way, doesn't mean you need to do that two-minute thing right now. In fact, what I'm suggesting is you type into Evernote the list of those things that pop up and quickly distract you from doing your deep work while you're still building that muscle, write those things down in Evernote and know that you've got them. Set a time 
before you start your deep work session that you know later you're going to do those two-minute or even five-minute or ten-minute things that pop up and try to distract you during your deep work. Set that time up for later to be dedicated and knock those things out that come up, but capture them in Evernote during a deep work session. Again, master Evernote using Evernote Essentials, the book by Brett Kelly. You can grab it at beyondthetodolist.com slash Evernote. He is my go-to Evernote guy. For more on deep work and learning how to do that in the realm of technology and social media, enjoy this conversation with Leslie Samuel. This week, it is my privilege to welcome to the show someone I've known since the summer of 2012 when we were on a panel at Blog World in New York City. It's Leslie Samuel. Leslie, welcome to the show. Oh, man, that is when we met. Isn't it? Thanks for, thanks for the reminder, man. <laughs> yeah, we were on a panel. Cliff Ravenscraft picked you and me yeah. and uh, Ray Ortega. And yeah, it, I... was a, it was a panel at Blog World in New York City, summer of 2012, and the title – how we got our dream jobs using podcasting. Yeah. Oh, man. That was my first time speaking in public, like at one of these, you know, blogging, social media events and so on. That was my you, – you were with me on my yeah. first time. Dude, that was mine too. Awesome. See how far we've come <laughs> since then. And what's funny, know, right? what's funny is that both those jobs that were our, quote, dream jobs that we got from podcasting, <laughs> neither one of us are doing those anymore. <laughs> Yeah, the dream is over, man. The dream is is long gone. <laughs> we went we went beyond our dream jobs. There you go. There you so, go. So yeah, and and for you it was what it was. You were doing. You were becoming a professor, teaching biology. That, that is that is what I was doing. That was what I was excited about at the time. And you know, it was a great job. I loved the job. It really was my dream job. It, I didn't just do it for the panel. Um, <laughs> it was my dream job. But you know, I guess my dreams have changed. Now, I've still seen you geek out on biology a couple of times since then when we've interacted, you know, because you and I still full time. I work for Social Media Examiner and you work for them, contracted in the Social Media Marketing Society, which, by the way, is open right now. And (laughs) (laughs) and you've moved on from that, but you still geek out about that. You still have a passion with that. But you have, I would say, a deeper passion for connecting with people and helping them connect with your become a blogger platform, as well as the fact that you have this awesome home life, you know, with your wife and now two kids. Jeez, I know who who would who would do the second one after the first, right? <laughs> right. I've been in the <laughs> no, same I, boat. You know, I love it. I I I love what I do. You know what you said in terms of me being more passionate about what I'm doing right now. That is 100 percent the case. Uh, I love this space that we live in where technology is connecting us across land and seas and and we're able to inspire others, provide value. I mean, to me, it's a privilege to live in the time that we're living in right now. So, yeah, definitely passionate about that. So what's funny, though, is that then when we have all this time and uh, <laughs> so-called when we have all this time, you know, when we stop doing the, the day job, clocking in and going to an office and we suddenly work from home, we think, oh, man, now I've got all this time to work on my thing, <laughs> which is a myth because you still have – now you've got this other boss, which is this guy that's you. And yep. uh, you've got to figure out then how do I – you know, how do I focus? How do I get done what I need to get done, especially when sometimes there's kids home and things like that, you know? Man, that's exactly it. And especially 
in the world that we live, you know, obviously yes. we're very much into social media and connecting and so on. And, you know, as great as it is, I, I will tell you that I absolutely love social media. But as great as, the, as it is, there are some serious challenges that come along with that in terms of focus, in terms of getting stuff done, in terms of getting beyond that to-do list. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it's an interesting kind of dichotomy with social media that we have today. Yeah. And the thing is, is that as I've watched you and interacted with you in this realm of social media, I see obviously the excitement that you always bring to all the stuff that you're doing, especially when you're interacting with people, but also this love of what the tool can do. And I've seen you, you know, I used to watch you, <laughs> you know, snapping throughout your day on Snapchat. And then you kind of abandoned that and went to, you know, Instagram stories and Facebook Messenger day sort of, and then Facebook stories and now I don't see you doing that at all. And I think that's an indication of kind of this deeper or, I don't know, maybe it's not subtle, but it's a strategy for sure. I'd love to walk through what were you doing when you were snapping every day and why are you not doing that anymore? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I am, I am kind of one of those people that, hey, there's a new tool. I want to be all over it. I want to figure it out. And then I want to help other people figure it out. Uh, and when Snapchat came along, I was super excited. I don't know if you noticed, <laughs> but I get super excited pretty easily. Uh, but I was excited about Snapchat when they launched their stories feature. Uh, you know, you could just share with people what's going on during your day. You could share your story. And to me, that was exciting. It was new. And I wanted to go all in with it. And I started to go all in with it and quickly realized that, man, when you go all in with this stuff, it can literally suck your time away <laughs> like nothing else. And it made me think, you know, is this the best way for me to be spending my time? Yes, I know the benefits of it. I know the relationships that come as a result of it. But am I catering to those relationships at the expense of relationships that really matter to me, like the relationships with my family and so on? Do I have to be hanging out with my son and snapping every aspect of it while, you know, w when my son is saying, hey, daddy, my four-year-old son saying, daddy, can you put down the phone and spend time with me? When he's saying that, that's an indication that something is not quite right. <laughs> and that's, that's, so, that's gut-wrenching right there. To hear no, like, it really is. Oh, it's like, whoa, wait a second. Okay, I've, I have stepped over a line. Exactly. When he is the one that that's telling you that stuff, you know something is wrong. Um, so, you know, I'm not the person that says, you know, get away from these platforms at all. I'm, I'm the person that says embrace these platforms but have a strategy behind it, number one, and you control it. Don't let it control you. You predetermine how you're going to be spending your time on, the, on these platforms and then go in with that and do it in a way that helps you to build rather than take away from the relationships that you have, help you to build your business rather than take away time where you're just wasting time saying that you're busy on your business, but you're not really. You want to be the one in control of that. Yeah, because your actions in terms of actually building or and building your business and or creating your content offline, not in front of people, so that you then have that to push out to people is honestly way more important, at least in my mind, than for the most part. I mean, again, interacting with people and building relationships on social channels is great. But if that's all you're doing and you're not actually spending time creating, 
creating. Right? That that's exactly you know you you recently interviewed Cal Newport, and his book really was the the one that kind of just made me think like what in the world am I doing? And the book is deep work. If you listen to Eric's podcast, you maybe you've heard the interview, and it was such an impactful book because the premise was that deep work, the actual work that puts value out in the world is becoming more and more, it's becoming rare. But while it's becoming rare, it's becoming more valuable. And you have so many of us, myself included, at many times that are just focused on shallow work. You know, you do this here, you do this there and so on, but you're not really creating any value that is making anyone's life better or significantly better. So it's all a matter of how can you have that focused time where you are creating value and putting that out there in the world because that's how you have an impact. And I'm all about impact. For me, it's not about the tools. For me, it's not about Facebook stories and and live video and those kinds of things. It's about what those tools enable us to do and how we can now use those tools to help others. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch that busy work. Instead, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. I wish I had Indeed when I was in the hiring process in roles in the past because it is a slow, arduous headache of a process to find the right people or at least it used to be, join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to find and hire great talent fast. In fact, in the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of the show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash to-do list. Just go to Indeed.com slash to-do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to-do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's something that works so well, it basically feels like magic? For me, I'm thinking air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, definitely. Meeting-free Fridays? What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your own shop stage to the first real store stage, you don't have to just sell your own stuff anymore. With Shopify Collective, you can curate products to sell from brands you love and give your customers more variety and your business more sales. Shopify is your no excuses business partner. Sell without needing to code or design. Just bring your best ideas and Shopify will help you open up shop. Shopify also helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at shopify.com slash beyond again go to shopify.com slash beyond now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash beyond this episode is brought to you by shopify Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com tech. 
Definitely. Well, and you you put out a podcast episode right after you'd finished the book talking all about some of the sudden changes that you were initially making, but you've had some time since then. What have you done to further integrate that approach to getting more time with deep work in your life? Yeah, so it's interesting uh, because I, I recorded that podcast episode soon after reading the book. And I made a number of changes. Some of the changes that I made, for example, I took social media off my phone. I, I took email off my phone. So I don't check email on my phone. I still have access to email and social media. But when I want to work on those things, I intentionally go to my computer, my laptop, and I work on those things. But here's the interesting thing, right? I did that for a while and I found that I was able to break that habit of always checking social media. I'm with my son. I'm checking social media. I'm here. I'm checking social media. I'm working on something. I'm checking social media. So I was able to break that a little bit. And then I started to realize that, you know what? It's not that I need to take those apps off my phone completely, but it's that I need to manage it. And that time allowed me to become a little better at managing that aspect of my life. And then, you know, Facebook rolled out stories and all these interesting <laughs> features. And it's kind of like, okay, so I want to take advantage of these features, but I can't for my desktop. So what's a man to do, right? They <laughs> suck you right in. So I installed the apps on my phone again. Well, I installed specifically Facebook on my phone. And I'm much better now at managing my use of Facebook because of that little bit of time that I I kind of broke myself away from that habit. So I'm still now using it, but I'm trying to have more control of it so that when it's time for me to work, I am working. When it's time for me to be with my family, I am with my family. And when it's time for me to be on social media, because that's a part of what I do, I'm on social media. So you know, it's been an interesting journey. I, I've one of the tools that I use a lot is called self-control. You probably know of that app. Do you know that one? Yes. Okay. So for anyone that doesn't know about it, um, I still have a problem with distraction. And I know that. And I know that if I completely remove the temptation, it'll be much easier. So self-control is an app that I use. And you know, if I say I'm going to work for the next four hours or three hours, I will set that on a timer. So four hours. And it will block access to any sites that I put on the list. Facebook is one. Twitter is another. All the social media sites are in there. And I find that when I do that, I'm able to focus much more because there's no, hey, maybe I should check this. No, I can't check that. So I've implemented certain things like that in my life so that when it's time for me to work, I am working. And I think at one point you held, you also had like a phone that you weren't using as your main phone and you had social media on there as well, right? Yeah, exactly. I had a, another phone that I wasn't using as my main phone. And I would do that for when I am, you know, I'm, I'm doing a live broadcast and I need to see the comments. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But what happened was it's an Android phone and some of the features weren't available. So I just figured, you know what, I'll put it back on my phone and manage it better. So you feel like taking that time off? I mean, how long was it? How long were those apps gone off your phone? I think it was about three weeks. And for me, it really did help because it kind of got me out of the habit. You know, when I'd go out you know, on, on, on Saturday afternoons, we go out with some friends to an Indian restaurant. And I just got out of the habit of checking Facebook while I'm there hanging out with my friends. That doesn't mean they're not checking Facebook. No, it's <laughs> fine. You know, you, you, I, I'm not there to impose what I'm doing on anyone else. But it got me out of that habit. And now I, I just don't do it. 
when I'm out with my friends. So it's a matter of, you know, in the book, he talks about taking a long social media fast or taking a social media fast. I don't necessarily think that's necessary. I think you need to know yourself and and determine what is the best way for you to do it and just be conscious of it and monitor what you're doing. And then after a certain amount of time, ask yourself, is this working? Do I need to change at all? You see, for me, the key is being conscious about what you're doing and you making the decisions as opposed to letting the platforms decide for you. I think if you're in a position where Mark Zuckerberg is making decisions for how you spend your time, then it's time to, re- to, to reevaluate how you're spending your time. And I don't want to be on here trying to make it seem like I have this all together because that is far from the truth. But I'm conscious about the issues that I have and I am proactively looking for ways to make sure that I am doing what I want, what I need to be doing when I need to be doing it. Well, let's be honest. For, for those of us who work in social media, we've got a whole other set of challenges because some of our deep work, if we can even call it that, I, and I think we can. Let's, we can maybe have a discussion about that. I think some of our deep work that we have to do is literally on social media. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm doing this thing right now, which is very crazy. At least it's crazy to me. I'm making a new video every single weekday. Uh, Because I realize that when it comes to what I'm doing, my business, my brand, and what I'm trying to build, the most valuable thing that I can do is create content. And I realize that creating videos is one of the things that I do well. And whenever I do it, it seems as if my audience gets even more value from it. So what I do is every weekday, I create a video and I put it out there. Well, I create the video mostly on Sundays and then I put it out there every weekday and then I'm on there engaging with people. And for me, what I'm seeing coming as a result of that is significant. The relationships that have come about uh, come from that already have been significant and I've just started doing it. You know, I have collaborations that I'm doing now just as a result of doing that. That is deep work. That is spending time creating something of value and putting it out there. But it's also now a challenge because now you got to be on there or you, know, you want to be on there and engaging with the people and comments are coming in all throughout the day and so on. So finding ways to manage those things, manage those processes, it's, it's so essential to what we do. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and here's the thing. I want to point out something. You said that you primarily are creating those videos on Sunday, correct? That is correct. So yes. you're so you're batch processing it, and and you know I, I don't I, I could take a guess at how long that is, but I'm I'm gonna guess that you know for week five videos to have one for every weekday, I, I'm I'm gonna guess you've got to plan those out, you've got to record those, you've probably got outtakes because you're editing it together and everything. Oh yeah. I mean you're talking multiple hours of work for those five videos. That's your deep work chunk right there. You're sitting there and you aren't being interrupted maybe mostly and you're getting it done right oh yeah you know that took most of my sunday so yeah that is deep work that is valuable work that's helping to build my business but instead of just you know doing it at random times around social media no you say okay on sunday once again it's conscious decisions right on sundays i am going to spend the time the hours that it takes to create all of this valuable content and then 
build systems for getting that content out there. And for me, initially, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it in stages. Just, so this is an example of how I'm doing it, right? So I do it in stages. Initially, it's all about creating and posting these videos. But ultimately, it's going to be about creating, posting those videos on YouTube and Facebook like I'm doing right now, embedding the YouTube video in my blog. There's an article that goes along with that. There are images, there are social media updates and image quotes and so on that go along with that to make each piece of content work for me. So now it's about coming up with those processes in stages, you know, getting the right help and making sure that you are refining the systems at each step along the way so that ultimately, you know, when I finish creating these videos, I pass it on and stuff gets done. That's kind of the way I am looking at the different things that I'm doing in my business. Where do I start? You know, just creating the videos. And then what processes do I put in place to make it as efficient as possible um, as, you know, you kind of grow what you're doing? In terms of scheduling time to be present on those videos where they're posted and intentionally interact with the people that are consuming and interacting with your content, again, there's a line there where some would say, oh, that's just shallow work. But I would say if you've intentionally blocked that time out and you're focused and you're interacting with the people there, I would classify that as deep work because you're adding and getting value from it. I 100% agree with you. Now, if what you're doing is, and this is not a judgment call, but for me, if what I am doing is, you know, there's a comment that comes in, so I get a notification. Oh, sweet, somebody just commented, and I run over to this video and leave that reply, and then I try to get back into the work that I was doing. And then there's another notification. Oh, yeah, I got to go and see what this person says. That is absolutely not deep work. And I highly recommend, first of all, turn off all of your notifications. (laughs) Don't let other people determine when you're going to be paying attention to what they have to say. You take control of that. So for me, the way I'm, I'm working towards doing it right now, I'm not there yet. But for this process, what I'm working towards is there are going to be very specific times throughout the day where I'm going to be res- checking and responding to comments. And if there are 15 comments there, I'm going to go through for that whatever period of time that I've blocked out. And I'm going to leave as detailed responses as I can. And that is where you are taking what can be shallow work and making it deep work. And that I think right there, I I think even Cal said this, is you have to identify for yourself contextually what is your shallow work and what is your deep work. And so you can convert shallow work into deep work. I mean, some people would say, oh, spending tons of time on email is shallow work. Yeah, but – if you're building relationships and you're intentionally yeah. doing, yeah, I mean, it, it, and that's exactly. I mean, I'm I'm looking at it as those Facebook comments right there. You're basically saying those are that's my email inbox, and this is when I'm going to check it for that video, and I'm going to connect with those people that viewed this and got value that's, from it. That's exactly right, and I think that the the thing that we keep coming to is you be the one that makes the decisions about where you're going in your business, what you're doing with your life. That is exactly what it's all about. You have decided these are the goals that I've set for myself. And then you've determined what you need to do in order to reach those goals. And also, what's the most effective way for you to do it? And that to me is, that's, that's deep work. That is, that is you 
doing the kind of work that is providing value and it's you being in control of how you are providing that value. What about having some sort of, say, ratio between how much time you're spending consuming content and what you're doing to create content? Oh, man. Okay, I'm not going to say what the ratio is because I think that's, that's something that everyone needs to determine for themselves. But I, am, I have become so passionate about this concept of consumption as opposed to creation. And I think consumption, there's a time and place for it. But consumption does not provide a bunch of value. You know, I think, actually, let me rephrase it. If all I'm doing is going on YouTube and watching YouTube videos just for my entertainment, there's nothing wrong with that. But you want to limit that because that does not create value and that does not help you to build anything significant. You build by creating. Just the word building just you know, implies that you're creating something. So I think what we're talking about right now is exactly why I'm doing this every weekday challenge, because I want to become such a prolific creator, such a prolific provider of value that people just want more of that content. So for example, if I go to Facebook, I'm going to Facebook right now, uh, and all I see is what's on your mind. You can create a post. Everyone else's post, and this sounds a little selfish, but it's not. Everyone else's post does not exist because I use a plugin called Kill Newsfeed nice. so that I don't see all of the noise that's on social media. Because you know what? What will happen if I don't have that plugged in? I will go to Facebook. Oh, my friend in New York just did something very interesting. Oh, look at that baby picture. Look at that video. And, and then I, I go down this trail of wasting my time. And that is not what we want to be doing. So what I do is on the weekends, sometimes I disable the plugin so that I can do some consumption. But for the most part, when I go to Facebook, it's about creating and it's about providing value. So what about you know, other types of consumption? I'm not just social media consumption. I know that, that you know, in terms of building your business, again, I love that you, you're pointing to the word build. It's making. It's creating. It's yep. Actually doing something instead of just shuff, shuffling digital paperwork around, you know? Exactly. In terms of other consumption. So can I, can I confess something really quick? Uh, last week, I went on Netflix uh, to check out, you know, what's on Netflix. And there was a show called The Iron Fist. And there were 13 episodes. I think they're about an hour apiece. And I've consumed the entire series <laughs> in just a few days. Wow. It's been insane. Now, part of the reason I justify it in my mind is because um, I'm actually Dutch. A lot of people wouldn't guess that about me. And I wanted to freshen up on, you know, I need to practice my Dutch. So what I did is I watched it in English and I have the Dutch subtitles. And that's my way of learning Dutch. But quite frankly, that was my way of wasting a bunch of time after filing taxes, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I say that to say that I don't have this perfect. However, you know, now that I've finished this series, it's kind of like a refresh in my mind. Okay, now it's time to take control of your time a little better than you've done in the last week and get back to business. So it was kind of like a hiatus from everything that we're talking about right now. But ultimately, you know, I used to watch TV on a regular basis. I've cut that down significantly to where I may watch two shows a week 
or something of that sort. It's all about, you know, for me, it's it's yeah, I could watch that or what I could do on the other end is consume another kind of content that is actually helping me to build my business. So, so for example, I'm on lynda.com a lot and I'm taking tutorials on video editing so that I can increase my video editing skills. I'm right now doing a course on creative live on public speaking and, you know, those kinds of things that's actually helping me become better at the creation stuff that we spoke about. So it's about limiting the consumption. It's about making sure that at least a significant part of that consumption is actually helping you in the creation process. And it's about maximizing your time to create as much value as possible. Well, I'll be the first to not knock uh, Iron Fist because <laughs> I, I have to confess that uh, at Social Media Marketing World, Jeff C. and I hooked up uh, his laptop to our hotel room <laughs> TV, and we watched two episodes of that before we went out to dinner. Actually, with you. You met up with us, so yep, that was yep. cool. We were just and like, you, oh, and my you guys gosh. Didn't- you guys didn't introduce me to the Iron Fist. I had to find out on my own, man. That's hey, we, good for, stuff. we forgot. I mean, it was. <laughs> I was so. I was. Uh, I was into the pizza we were eating. So ah, uh, gotcha. Anyways, gotcha. but yeah, I, and, and I won't knock that. Like, and especially since you found such a great way to justify practicing. Oh your yeah, touch. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would say that here's the thing: moving towards a lifestyle where you are outputting so much more. Not just quantity, but quality work with deep work is huge, and it's going to take lots more time to perfect that. And even then, not all of your time is going to be spent on deep work. So don't feel guilty still enjoying things that aren't, quote, good for you. (laughs) You know, it's still not bad for you. You can't be on 100% of the time. There, trust me, there is no guilt here whatsoever. Um, I think, you know, we go through seasons and I like to keep those kinds of seasons as short as possible. For example, I am looking forward to the day when I can do an entire season of 24 in one day. Um, and that is on the itinerary. My wife thinks I'm crazy, but I am going to do it. But then I get back to work. And when I get back to work, it's about creating value and putting that out there. I want to encourage your listeners. You know, I think a lot of people feel as if, yeah, but I don't have any value to share. That is absolute baloney. If you've lived on this world, on this earth for any period of time, you know more about something than a lot of people. So create that content, put it out there and help others. Why not? That is the way that, that, I mean, that's the way we benefit. That's the way I benefit from listening to your podcast. That's the way I benefit from, you know, coming on a live show and hearing, you know, about the latest social media tools or whatever the case might be. It's because people are taking the time to create. And that I think, I believe we are here to create and that by doing that, we are becoming more human, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And and I think the other key there is when you are uh, consuming content like the lynda.com stuff, that you're doing it intentionally, that you're doing it as that just in time learning where, you know, you haven't you, you haven't spent tons of time watching all this stuff months and months ago to use someday. It's that you know what your goals are right now and you're in on public speaking and making video and that's what you focused in on in terms of what you need to learn right now and then turn right around and apply it. Exactly. 
That's awesome. Leslie, you have so much more to share with everybody. So I want to point everybody to your stuff, to your site, to your Facebook profile so people can watch (laughs) you go live and watch these videos. Let's get people to where you are online. Yeah, definitely. I'm at becomeablogger.com. That is my main home on the web. Uh, You can find me on YouTube and Facebook as the same. Uh, Subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm trying to get that going. But then I'm Leslie Samuel on Facebook. You know, the platform that I really focus on is Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on everything else. But once again, I've had to decide where am I going to spend my time that's giving me the most benefit. And Facebook is the platform that I've chosen uh, with you. YouTube as well for videos. So that's where you can find me online. Awesome. Leslie, I know you've just encouraged a lot of people to focus in a little bit more and to share their story and share their point of view and their content and their learning with others. So thank you so much for spending time with us. You are very much welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. So if you work with social media on a daily basis or really just enjoy technology and social media, never fear. You don't necessarily have to just up and quit it cold turkey, but you may want to consider fasting from it to a certain extent or removing certain aspects of it or how you do it. In other words, you're going to need to do the homework to assess where and when and of what value social media has in your life if you want to move forward and do deep work on the things that you need to get accomplished to move forward in your life. I'd love to hear what you got out of this episode. You can do that by leaving a comment over at beyondthetodolist.com slash 171. There you can leave a comment in the comment section, as well as if you found value out of this episode and know of somebody who needs to hear it, someone specific, go over there and click the Facebook share or Twitter share or even the email share button. Send this episode to someone specifically that you know is going to benefit from listening to this. Or if you wouldn't mind giving a rating or review on iTunes, you can do that at beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. I will see you next episode. Beyond the To-Do List is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Hey, thanks for listening to the end. If you're looking for a show to start helping you apply these productivity lessons on your business, check out Millionaire University. It's real lessons from real entrepreneurs teaching you what you need to know to improve your business or start one if you've been putting it off. It covers all aspects of business from starting marketing, growing, managing, and everything in between, wearing all the hats. And as an added bonus, I am conducting a number of those conversations, those interviews, so you'll fit right in. Again, that's Millionaire University. Just search for it in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
or wherever you're listening to this podcast.